Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, Pastor. My name is Ryan Moore, and we are going to get into um, our time of a devotional today. Um, I'm so glad you are part of this podcast. Um, what I'm going to do today is a little different uh, before we get into our word, but um, I want to start with a, a welcoming prayer for healing. And uh, I want to give a uh, respect and props to uh, my good friend Hugo Hanau, who uh, put together this welcoming prayer for healing. And it's something I use and do uh, each and every day as I'm, I'm praying to center myself uh, and to start my time of prayer. So the welcoming prayer for healing, uh, it's a centering prayer. Um, and, and basically, I want you to get comfortable wherever you are, uh, become aware of your interior state and repeat this prayer. God, I welcome everything that comes to me in this moment. God, I know it is for my healing. God, I welcome all thoughts and emotions. God, I let go of my desire for control. God, I let go of my desire for approval. God, I let go of my desire to change people. God, I open myself to your love. God, I open myself to your healing race. Now, if you would slowly breathe in through your nose and slowly breathe out of your mouths, as we repeat this one word three times, amen. 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 This this is uh, the the welcoming prayer for healing, <clears throat> and just centers ourselves, gets us centered, gets us focused on what we're going to be looking at. Hey, I want to uh, dive into scripture. Uh, if you have your Bibles or your browser, <laughs> uh, the scripture text that we're going to be sharing to, today is First uh, Timothy chapter four, verse eleven through sixteen. It's First Timothy chapter four, verse eleven through sixteen. It says this. Command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. And I want to just kind of harp on verse 12, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, which says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. This is basically one of my uh, life verses, and um, <clears throat> I love it being able to to get into this and and throughout the years you see it in a different perspective you see it in a different way and so <clears throat> i want to share what I'm, I'm seeing today in this verse of scripture that what that was a little different than what i saw it when i was you know 18 19 years old um the testimony because it's a life verse for me is because uh, i was 
around that age. <laughs> and I was at a, a Friday night youth Bible study and the pastor spoke on this Friday evening on first Timothy chapter four, verse 12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech and conduct in love and faith and in purity. And at a very young age, I became a leader in the local church doing Bible studies, leading a men's group. Um, and, and the thing about it was I, I needed to have the respect of those who were older than me. And how do you do that? And I think this is what Paul gets at and he tells Timothy. And so have you ever wished you could take back something you said or did right after it came out? I believe we all have. Being a leader is a tough task and leadership is difficult. Being a Christian leader, even more so. So the Apostle Paul knows this. After all, he suffered for Christ, not only as a follower of Jesus, but as someone who led missions to spread the kingdom of God to new frontiers. He knows that leadership would be difficult for Timothy, too. Not just because Timothy is young, but because leadership is difficult no matter what age you are. The idea of being looked down on because of being young is relevant to most of our cultures and Timothy being placed in a position of high leadership as a young man would be met with disapproval in most of our churches today. But in this biblical example, the elders had blessed Timothy as a minister and sent him out to lead. Age does not automatically disqualify someone from ministry or leadership, nor does age automatically qualify someone for ministry or leadership. But if we see the teaching in this section as limited to just young people and not all of us, especially leaders, then we missed an important point Paul is making. Paul's teaching is not for Timothy the youth, but to Timothy the leader. Timothy's the pastor of this church. And so Timothy would be in his mind to it, uh, Timothy would be in his mind, but Timothy would be in his mid to upper thirties at the time Paul wrote this letter. And he was still considered a young man with a great deal to learn. And so the imperative in first Timothy chapter four, verse 12 tells him to avoid immaturity, not giving anyone a reason to look down on his youth. Respect cannot be demanded, but over time, a reverent life will earn people's respect. And this is what Paul gets after here. And that's the, the this verse that's impacted my life so much because I couldn't demand that people respect me because I was, I was a young man in ministry. But over time, a reverent life, I earned people's respect. And so Paul listed five areas of life where Timothy could earn this respect. And number one, he says, it's in your speech. What's coming out of your mouth? How is your speech? What do the things you say show about who you are? Book of James tells us that a tongue, that the tongue is a member that can do great damage or work great good. Ephesians chapter four, verse 29 says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. See, there's no place for name calling, sarcasm, profanity, ridicule, gossip, blaming, destructive criticism, angry words of threat and revenge, griping, complaining, lying, filthy talk or dirty jokes. As a believer, instead, a godly person will use words to build up others and show them what? Grace, encouragement, 
praise, appreciation, gratefulness, cheerfulness, understanding, sympathy, testimony, truth, caring correction, and warning and helpful counsel. And so Paul tells Timothy, set an example in your speech, but then he says, set an example in your conduct. How is your behavior? Do you exhibit Christ's likeness in your life? Are you honest? Do you show good character? Do you treat others kindly? And so he says, set the example in your speech, set the example in your conduct, but set the example in love. How are you showing love for others, especially within the local church? Love is truly caring for and meeting the needs of others. It's sacrificial. It's purposeful. It is seeking the best for others. And so he says, set the example in love. But then he goes on to say, set the example in faith. Here's a wonderful way you can be an example for others. When you endure trials, how do you react? Are you grumbling and complaining? Or are you an example of faith to others within the congregation? It's important that others see how you respond to struggles. And a lot of times we want to hide our struggles. Everything's good. Everything's dandy. Everything's fine. I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. But the, the bottom line is struggles do happen and trials come. And, and we need to exhibit faith in that because then it's important that others see how we respond to struggles. Is your faith growing for others to see is the point. And so then finally he says this. Purity. We need to set an example in purity. This is who we really are. This means moral purity, not just outwardly, but in the thought life. Sexual immorality always begins in the mind. Walking with Christ means taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. We find that in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. As soon as a wrong thought pops up into your mind, you confess it and turn from it. You put on the Lord Jesus Christ and take no provision, make no provision for the flesh in regards to its lust. We get that scripture passage in Romans 13, verse 14. So <clears throat> this is serious. Our titles, our positions, and knowledge are not near as important as how we live before those entrusted in our care as Christian leaders in our homes, in our workplaces and our congregations. May the God of love help us to be the people we are called to be. Hey, here's the reflection question. How are you making progress in your faith journey? How are you making progress in your faith journey? And so we're going to end there. I hope you have been blessed and encouraged um, by this word in, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example in what we say in our speech, our conduct in love and faith and impurity. And Paul here, like we said earlier, is not talking just about young people. He's talking about people, believers in Christ. There's applications to this for all of us because of the fact he wants us to resemble Christ's likeness and to grow in that. And, and if you continue to read on in this, this, this book, First Timothy, you find out those things as he pretty much ends the letter in chapter six. But anyway, <clears throat> I thank you for tuning in 
today listening to the podcast pastor my name is ryan moore pastor ryan moore it is so good to be with you i hope you've been blessed by this uh time um until next time i wanted to say this hey god bless you be encouraged and stay focused on the lord